This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Harry. Go. The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about. Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. You're going to see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? February 11th, 2012. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Chuck Morrison's back with us. Mr. Jonathan. I thought we agreed that I was going to say, and you're I'm the, Mr. Jonathan. You're Mr. Jonathan. All right. Uh, broadcasting live today from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, where exit one off Route 95. Come to the end of the exit. Take a left or about a quarter of a mile down on the left. Big show today. Chuck Morrison back from the Super Bowl or the big game, whatever you're supposed to say so you don't get in trouble. He'll tell us uh, the real story. Uh, Make sure you say both so we don't get in trouble. Right. <laughs> uh, we're back from Tampa. We're going to yes, hear we uh, more about that. Uh, we'll hear from the president of Davidoff, Jim Young. Going to be in with us today, along with uh, Eric Newman from J.C. Newman Fuente. Uh, also live in studio, Mrs. Jonathan. That's right. A.K.A. Debbie Monk will be with us. She's going to tell us about her new book we have right here, Searching for Julia Stone. She'll tell us all about that, loosely based on her life with Mr. Jonathan. This is a published book, and there's stuff about you in it. Well, this is what makes me nervous, is the two of you have been giddily <laughs> emailing each other back and forth, and every time she gets an email and she goes, oh, David Garofalo sent me an email, <laughs> and that whatever you guys are writing, I'm very nervous. Well, the amazing thing is that you have not read this book. I've read some of it, not all of it. It's pretty interesting, folks. It's pretty interesting. If you, if you come I'm down actually to- afraid. I'm afraid to read what's out what's out there and what, what people are going to be saying about it, us. It, it says loosely loosely based, and I have a couple of quotes in here that, that must be loosely based. It is fiction, <laughs> and we'll get into some of that. But uh, it's a real published book. It's available on Amazon and everything. You can get this this book. It's out there. Uh, if you come down to Two Guys Smoke Shop today while, while Debbie's here, uh, you make a purchase, and we give you a free book, and she's going to be around with us uh, all weekend uh, yep. for Valentine's She'll Day. She'll be here today on until uh, about 3 o'clock, and then we will be in Nashua tomorrow from 10 to noon, and we'll be in Salem on Monday uh, from 10 to noon or even a little bit later. Sometimes Salem gets busy, so we're going to try to ride the wave. Good, good, good. So people are leaving the cigar business, uh, or are they just moving around? We'll explain. we got that and lots more. Well, well, today's radio stations are not only brought to you by Moe's Italian Sandwich Shop in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire, yeah. but they are also brought to you by my wife's book, Searching for Julia Stone, available on Amazon.com or I don't I don't have a cash register finest, sound, but that's where the cash register sound goes in. At the oh. finest tobacconists across the country, you can buy her book today. This is a low budget show. We need some more sound effects. We I, do. I have a bell and that's all I have, so I need it for There we Thank go. You. That wasn't a cash register yeah. though. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Uh, so we are being broadcasted uh, at our home station, WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston, WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, and WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. We're also broadcasted on The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. 
twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 in the morning and 11 to 1 in the evening. And why? Just listen when you can watch our video streaming live on thecigarauthority.com right now. Like, let's say you're driving around. Yeah. Break the law. Drive as fast as you possibly can to wherever there's a computer. Go to thecigarauthority.com. Push to watch live. And bam, we're right there. If you are in your car... You will be disappointed once you get home and you click it. So just stay in the car and listen. You you have to be in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, or New Hampshire to hear the show if you're in the car. Right. Is there anything you can do that you can listen to the computer in your car? If you're a police officer, they have computers in their car. But people can't do it. There's no way to... I don't think we have an app at this point. We need something. We so need something. You, so you can listen all the time. All Chuck, the time. can you make mountains move over there and get us an app or Let's something? Do Let's do it. Making mountains right. move. Uh, we also podcasted for your downloading convenience on demand at thecigarauthority.com and also on iTunes. Uh, great cigars this week. We're going to smoke three of them because the ones we have are small, although I know you have uh, one big one for you. Dun, dun, dun. Utsak. One shot, one kill. Yes. This is a new cigar from Room 101. Matt Booth, the, the folks at Davidoff put it out. While we were there in Tampa, we were uh, lucky enough to get the real deal. And uh, this is it. I smoked mine already. You that's did. That's the problem. But you saved yours, so that's good. But I got small versions of it for us. So here you go, Chuck. One shot, Thank one you. kill. One shot, one kill. That's the name of the cigar. We got two more cigars we're going to smoke today. We're going to smoke. Actually, the- you know what? Do you yeah. mind if I save this one and I smoke that one? <laughs> well, this one's a long one. I'll be wasting half of it. We're smoking three. All right. Thank you. That whole idea was, but you can look at it anyway and, we can and look see at what it. it's all about because it's. Uh, well, you think the flavor will be that different? Because I'll smoke it if that's what you're saying. No, I, well, you can tell me if the flavor is different. All right, I'll, I'll smoke the long one. He says with uh, unhappiness <laughs> in his voice. I, I don't know what's with that. I'll smoke the long one. He has the small one. I'll smoke the long one. No, now I'm definitely smoking the long one. Uh, no, it looks like the same wrapper, definitely yeah. a different size. They're both Perfectos. Uh, my band is different because this was the pre-release of it, but you have it with the right band on it, the right paper wrapped around it, which is called, um, what do they call that? Um, one shot, one kill comes in a keen, uh, I don't know where the word is. There's, there's something they called it with that paper wrapped around it. Bandana or something like that? Paper bandana, I believe. Okay. Uh, we're going to smoke three cigars today. One shot and one kill is the first one. Then we're going to go on to E.P. Carrillo Short Run 2012. This is an advance of uh, of the short runs that they put out. This is this year's 2012. We'll tell you about that and when to expect that out. And something really special I don't think anyone has smoked yet, which is made by Toro Fuente. And this is, where's my paperwork on it? Ca- Casa... Casa, Casa de Cuba? Casa de Cuba. Casa de Cuba. This is the first brand from Fuente that's come out since Montesino, so probably at least 20, 25 years ago that they put out that doesn't have the Atoro Fuente name on it. It's Casa Cuba, and we'll tell you all about that cigar and when it's going to come out and everything in the next so hour. So we have three kind of uh, geeky... Badass cigars today. That, Three uh, cigars nobody else has. Nobody else has. And now the people on the, are, are the geeks like us that maybe have one of these are chatting on it. They're and jealous. They, and I'm going to guess that some of them may have one that they got somewhere. Some of them may, the crazy guy may have two. There's nobody that has all three of these. Nobody has all three. Nobody does. We do. We do. <laughs> so not nobody. <laughs> so one shot, one kill. I noticed that you're using your... Uh... Zeno Davidoff, 
cutter. Lighter cutter matching set there that you it's, got from uh, your buddy Jim Young. I did. It's awesome. I, I love this little thing. You pull up the uh, string and the light. That's actually been the reason why up until now I've never had a case for my cutter because they're a pain in the neck. Cutter and lighter, you go to slide it in, and you I got thick fingers like you do, and you can't get the, the how, lighter out. How kind. He calls my fingers thick, unlike what he usually calls them. <laughs> fat. But thick. Well, you're down 12 pounds, so you're not fat down anymore. Down 12. Firing it out. So um, I also picked out a Because this is the only cigar show that really likes yeah, cigars. Yeah, so we apologize for the dead air, but we're actually lighting. Uh, I picked out a cigar for my wife because she's going to be on the show, and she said, "Do I really have to smoke?" And I said, "Yes." You said no, but she she's coming on. She's coming on a cigar show. I think she actually kind of wanted me to say you have to, because she kind of wanted to, but didn't want to admit she wanted to. So I did the husbandly thing, and I took the bullet, and I said, "You're doing it." And she pretended like I have that kind of pull. He acts like he's he's the big <laughs> boss around here, and I know better because I see it myself, and we, we know who wears the pants in the family. She does wear a lot of pants, yeah. a lot of pantsuits. Yeah. <laughs> She's looking at you doing the show now, so isn't it? Yeah, it's you odd. You feel uncomfortable? No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> you liar. She watches, she watches <laughs> this show every day. This is how I am in real life, so she deals with it all the time. She's used to it. All right, so so the big story is last week's game, and uh, everybody saw it. What uh, a phenomenal game. I mean, talk about a nail-biter right to the end. So, Chuck Morrison, tell us the back end. Tell us the back story of this. Oh, man. It what? was uh, <laughs> the back end. I was out there all week, you know, and, and all this anticipation for a big game, and I think it lived up to its hype. It was a great game, you know. Yeah. Better team won. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you, buddy. One second. <laughs> One extra second. That guy just grabbed the ball or something. It would have been the Patriots, the greatest team of all time. Yeah. If he just hung on to that thing on the last second. It would and, have uh, been... the, um, people gave Hernandez kind of a hard time about a, a, a big key catch he missed. And there was, um, what's the other guy there, the shorter receiver? Wes Welker. Welker. He dropped one. But I think that the two Dion Branch butterfinger drops were the two clutch ones because those were the right at the start of, of the drive. If those had been catches, yeah. you can. Brady's one of those quarterbacks that needs the initial this is Mr. boost. Jonathan making believe like he knows what the hell he's, he's making sense, about. isn't he? Though, <laughs> but I mean, am I wrong? I mean, every single time an, another team gets Brady off of his rocker and they they stop that first catch, he has a hard time putting the drive together. He's not the kind of quarterback that does well. Uh, you know, you go three deep. And people aren't making catches. He has a hard time sometimes converting at the end. Right. But if he starts, he starts the drive off. Bam. I guess we're having technical difficulties. On yeah, the this card is full on our recorder, which pumps the sound to our UStream broadcast. So our UStream users right now can't hear us because of this card being full. So I have to delete some data off this okay. thing. Okay. Delete, right. delete, delete. Uh, and we'll be back. Which so that means our podcast will is not- fine. It's, it's fine? It's fine. Oh, good. Yeah. The radio Shows. station does it. Do you need help with that, Chuck? You got it? Uh, we can maybe use help. I didn't, just All right, I'll be right there. Uh, <laughs> usually this happens when Chuck is not here, but this is interesting. Chuck is here, and, and things are going wrong. So uh, he is not all that important or uh, perfect as he claims to be. But if you notice, the Super Bowl, I listened to it. It went fine. Everything went perfect. You come here to the Cigar Authority, things are going wrong. It's the same guy. He's doing the sound for the Super Bowl. Perfect. He does the sound for the Cigar Authority. We have problems. 
So that's the way it goes anyway. So One Shot, One Kill, I'll tell you a little about it. This is the new release from Room 101, OSOK they call it, OSOK. OSOK, not to be confused with um, the Cigar of the Year, OTSAC. But this is OSOK, O-S-O-K, One Shot, One Kill. It will be shipped this week to cigar shops everywhere. The brand is a line of shaped cigars made by One Roller. One roller made every one of these cigars uh, in uh, Honduras at the Camacho factory. Um, Matt Booth, uh, the founder of Room 101, intended this line to tribute a Los Angeles photographer, Edgar Hoyle, who is responsible for many images surrounding the colorful Room 101 universe. Hoyle's nickname is One Shot, One Kill. He's a photographer, so he can... Take a picture, and in one shot, if you get the perfect picture, and they call them one shot, one kill. So uh, that's where the name came from. Anybody, anyway, uh, the as I say, the entire um, one shot, one kill production is being made by one man. The question is, who is that person? You think uh, there would be some information on that guy, whoever he is, but we don't know who that is. So uh, we'll we'll uh, look forward to the cigar this week. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, but uh, they're already telling us about the next limited release that's coming out. And by the way, this is a limited release. Uh, there's only so many of these going to be made. But the next limited release will be called Derma, D-U-R-U-M-A. And it will uh, debut the last quarter of 2012. So this is for the first quarter, and the last quarter comes the Derma. D-U-R-U-M-A? Yeah, I'd say Derma. Yeah, so that's what that is. Anyway, we're all set. We're back on we sound. We should be ready to rock and roll right now. Ready to. How are we looking, Chuck? Good. All right. All right. He lies. Okay. <laughs> He's a great liar. Yeah. <laughs> and then he waits till the break because he doesn't want to freak me out, right? Right. That's what a good producer does. Okay. You keep your talent in check. All right. So you got We're it good. together? Yeah. We're good? All right. Can you tell us about the Super Bowl as far as uh, any secret stuff that nobody knows and tell us some sort of scoop on uh, the partying or that people were drugged out and why they ended up dropping the ball? Are you got any, any craziness? Just post stuff. You know, I mean, it's it's news. It's not news at this point, but, you know, Gronkowski, the star tight end, was, was partying his ass off after the game, you know, yeah. ripping it up, off, you know, shirt off, his whole family. Because they had a big party at the end. With Earth, Wind, and Fire. Big party, like huge tent. Like think, because they expected the win. Yeah. Well, they have. I guess both teams they they plan this party. You know, they they book big name bands, Earth, Wind, and Fire, LM, LMFAO. You know, rap rap band. Yeah. All, all this this big extravaganza for this party, and it happens, win or lose. Right. Know, regardless. And uh, regardless. Lot, regardless. So the party occurred. I didn't go myself. I have friends, colleagues that went to this party. Had a great time, and there were players, uh, Kronkowski being the most notable, who had ankle surgery just the other day, by the way, dancing, jumping up and down. Yeah, no problem. No nope. wasn't hurting him while he was doing the bump. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but, I don't think anyone's done the bump in about 30 years. No, no. <laughs> Speaking of dancing, so your wife is a ballroom dancer. Maybe we can get a little something going on today, and you show us how... A ballroom dance works or something like that? Yeah, in our, in our, in our chair. Yeah. We'll make sure we pull chair that off dancing? for you. I can do the chair dance. You're a good chair dancer. <laughs> you are a good chair dancer. And I can sing, as you know now, right? Right. <laughs> Chuck, I don't know if, you've, if you're caught up on the podcast, but we had uh, some clips of David singing such notable songs as uh, the YMCA. <laughs> um, we had uh, Gordon, the Gordon Lightfoot song there, if yeah. you could read my mind or whatever it is. 
He was singing that last week. Doing some awesome backgrounds to Gladys Knight and Gladys the Pips. Knight and the Pips. He doesn't actually know the words. He only knows the background track. So, like, you'd hear him in the background, and he'd be like, bump, bump, yeah, yeah. How did you get this on audio? I just had the recorder going on the in the van. In the car. We're in the van and stuff, and he's recording stuff, playing around with the recorder, and we're thinking, we're thinking, uh, you know, he's playing around with the recorder, trying to make it, but he recorded everything. So you'll hear some of that, too, because we got the uh, recording from uh, Jim Young and those guys. Uh, are we ready for that? Yeah. What, yeah, what time we got there? Yes, actually, yeah. now that would be a great time. So, Aaron, if you want to play that nine-minute clip there, Jim Young and, and Rich, uh, this is, just to set it up, this is Jim Young, the new president of Davidoff, and his top, top um, promoting executive, in marketing, Rich, charge of for marketing. marketing. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit of it is Jim, and a little bit of it is Rich telling us, because I wanted to get the scoop, what's coming down the pipeline, so uh, you'll hear it right now. This is what's coming down. I'm sitting here with Jim Young and Rich from Davidoff. Jim Young, you are the new president of Davidoff. Why don't you tell the Cigar Authority what you did this week? I think what I'd start with is I just back from the trip to the Dominican Republic, which is uh, something to do. You know, we, the Davidoff operation in, in, uh, in the DR is just extraordinary. And, uh, you know, we're out here selling and marketing this wonderful product, but uh, when you see everything that's involved uh, and the care and attention and the, the standards that are applied at every single step along the way from the seed to the you know getting the seed germinated to the fertile you know to the um, seedling and then the replanting of that into the fields and all of the care that that happens all along that process you know and then keeping it weeded and then into the curing house and over to fermentation etc cetera, etc cetera finally to the packing operation and uh, the thousands of people uh, you know uh, who 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 make that happen and and the way they care and it's just amazing I have to say I came back from that trip uh, really appreciating this wonderful product we sell you know I think that the standards that Davidoff tries to put in place and stick to uh, you know no exceptions it's great. And, you know, we ask people to pay a quite a pretty penny for, for our cigar, and, and uh, I, you know, I'm, I will never be bashful about that because of what I've seen going into it. It's just amazing. Jim, you've got quite an impressive resume coming into Davidoff. You've been the president of a couple of very noteworthy companies, if I'm not mistaken. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Coming from my background, which which um, one of you guys mentioned Guinness, yeah, I, I worked for Diageo, which company. It's a relatively new company, but the brands that are inside of it are uh, go back like just like this brand, hundreds or even hundreds of years. So Guinness, Johnny Walker. Uh, I used to work with Chivas Regal when I was with Seagram, Martel Cognac, you know, Smirnoff, Bailey's, Cuervo, Tanqueray, Gordon's, Captain Morgan, Crown Royal, all these wonderful. Uh, premium Kettle One, uh, uh, newer brands like Ciroc, Vodka, all these premium uh, beverage alcohol brands. And for me, what was so similar between that and what, what this is, is there's, uh, you know, there is that legacy, like there's somebody who put it together and got it going and, and who, you know, who made a, brought the brand and the company into existence. There, there's no such thing as a, as a connoisseur, because that implies you know everything. And, and 
the philosophy that we have is you just every time you smoke a cigar, you're discovering something, you're enjoying it's pleasure, enjoyment, relaxation. A little different than a functional, you know, benefit of smoking a cigar. How did you get the job with Davidoff USA? We have a new CEO, a guy named Hans Christian Hoshgard, who's mouthful in terms of a name. He's a Dane. Uh, he's a good guy. He knows, he knows all these luxury categories very well, including tobacco. And I worked with him it, when I was in Seagram. He, has, he had a, just a few years in Seagram a long time ago, uh, 15, 18 years ago, something like that. And I was uh, working not jointly with him, but we were working at the same time in Seagram. We knew each other. And so... Uh, and so we never lost we never lost touch. So he he took the job in I think March of 2011 and went to he was living up in Connecticut. He he and his wife moved to Switzerland. And uh, six weeks after he moved, he called me and he said, I've, "I think I've got something uh, in the U.S. That, would you be interested?" And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> Um, and we talked about it, and he, he started to tell me the changes that he wanted to make in the company, and uh, um, very positive changes. And, and it's not to say that what was there before wasn't good. It was, but I think it kind of had run its course, and some fresh thinking was needed. And uh, so Hans Christian has come in. He's brought in a lot of new people, and, and, the, and the company is, is very, um, very clear on how it will grow and develop going forward. Okay, you've been with the company five months now. What do you think of your new job so far? Uh, I couldn't be happier. You know, I, I'm, I'm so, I feel like I've yeah, pinched me because I'm sitting in. I thought I thought I had uh, the best job in the world when I was running Guinness in the U.S., which is not bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, in terms of enjoy, enjoyment, I'm not talking about the prestige. I'm talking about enjoyment. You know. Uh, the beer, the beer guys, the beer industry is a lot like, I think, the cigar industry. Got the people who are the operators, the Dave Garofalo's of the world, they're salt of the earth, people you like to spend time with, talk a little business, but then have a little fun, get to know each other, and uh, it's very familiar territory, and it's something that I gravitate to, you know, so I, I, uh, I really do enjoy it. You have an opportunity to smoke any cigar yeah. that Davidoff makes. What do you smoke on a day-to-day basis? Special R. I just think it's it's uh, it's the cigar. I I didn't. I think I mentioned earlier. I'm 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 not new to cigars, but I was not a big smoker. If you ask me, how many cigars did you smoke on a, on an annual basis before you joined? I would probably say around thirty, and probably half of them were during one week with a bunch of college buddies playing golf. You know, so well, one to two a month kind of guy, and then during one week. You know, a lot. <laughs> and, uh, of course, that's changed. <laughs> um, and uh, that part I'm enjoying. My next question is for Rich. You are the head of the marketing department for Davidoff USA. What is coming down the pipeline that our listeners can look forward to? Uh, so I won't get into too many specifics, but I'll talk about some general uh, programs that we have that are going to be exciting, right? Let's start with AVO, right? Every year, Avo comes out with his limited edition, and this year it's 86, right? I, I won't, I, I'm not letting a big secret out. The, the 86 is called La Trompetta, the trumpet, to kind of pay homage once again to Avo's musical career. And the cigar is, is very unique looking, especially from our standards. Um, I'll show you guys a picture later. But the other, the other really special thing about Avo this year is that it marks 25 years of Avo being in the cigar business. 
So we are gonna we're gonna put some effort behind that, and later in the year, starting around August, you'll see a very special product coming out to commemorate Avo's 25th anniversary. And uh, I think I, I I know what the box looks like, and the box is definitely gonna stand out and be something different that our industry hasn't seen before. Um, on the Xeno Platinum front, uh, this year is also marks 10 years of Xeno Platinum being in the industry. So we have a big program. Uh, you, for you guys, that I know many of you guys were at the Xeno Platinum event, the two guys earlier. Was it earlier this year or was it end of last year? Well, what am I talking about? It's only January. Yeah. <laughs> it was the end of last year. So we're going to kick that up about 15 notches. But don't say with what. what I'm not going to tell you with what. That, that we don't want on the airwaves. Right, but we're going to kick that up about 15 <laughs> notches. And we have... Uh, we have product that's going to celebrate that. We have some promotional material that's going to celebrate that. And then we have one element that's just going to blow everyone's socks off, without a doubt. Uh, with Davidoff, you guys were all talking earlier about the white edition. Uh, that was popular. It was fantastic. We're going to do it again. And uh, I, I think it's safe to say for at least the foreseeable future, the Davidoff limited edition every year will be the white edition. And it'll be a different shape, a different blend. and uh, But the box won't be identical, but similar. So when it, when it comes in, you guys will be able to recognize it again. So the boxes themselves can end up becoming collector's items as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess you have to keep some giving. We don't want to ask this out of turn, but is Christian Aroa still involved with the company? Yeah, yeah. so Christian is not, he's not working uh, uh, exclusively on this. He's, he's available to me. He's reporting indirectly to the, the global headquarters because Camacho is a focused brand internationally. So Christian is providing, uh, you know, support and uh, like an internal brand ambassador and consultant on on how to develop the Camacho brand everywhere. And then I'm on the phone with Christian, you know, all the time, uh, talking about this business. He's been very helpful on the legislative front as well. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, on behalf of David Garofalo, myself, Mr. Jonathan. And all of our listeners at the Cigar Authority, thank you so much to Jim Young and Rich for entertaining us while we were down in Tampa, Florida. And uh, at this time, I'm going to throw it back to uh, Dave and Mr. Jonathan. That's me. Here you go, guys. Isn't that nice? I just throw it back to myself. There we go. It's good. Uh, they, they were awesome. They were the, the best hosts out there. I mean, they, they rolled out a red carpet, then they cleaned the carpet. Then they put another red carpet on top, and they clean that. We went out to dinner with him, and, you know, he's in, in with all the uh, different spirits over all the years, and, and, and beers, uh, Guinness, and everything that he did. And uh, did you notice what he was drinking? Not only did I notice what he was drinking, but I noticed your gesture when we sat down. I tried you to ordered do, a Guinness. I tried to do the right thing. And then he <laughs> yeah. says, oh, you ordered a Guinness. I'll have wine. Yeah, he drank wine. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I, I find that weird. You it would know? be like you being in the cigar industry for 27 years. You retire, and then you go out, you take someone to dinner, and you light up a Marlboro. Right. <laughs> uh, I remember meeting with the, the guy that invented the contact lens uh, in Miami a couple of years ago, and uh, they introduced me to him, and uh, he, he's the guy that invented the contact lens. And as the night was going on, I'm... You know, we're talking about different things, and I got a stupid smirk on my face uh, so badly that he says, you know, why are you looking at me that way? And I said, you know, it's just amazing to me. You're the guy that invented the contact lens. And he said, yes, I am. And I said, you wear glasses. <laughs> why would you wear glasses? That's the craziest thing. And his answer was that his eyes dried out, 
and he's not able to wear contacts anymore. And here it is, a guy in charge of all the spirits in Guinness, and I'm dying to see what he's going to order. And he says, uh, I'm going to order a bottle of wine. Why? You know, okay. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> so anyway, uh, one shot, one kill with smoking. What do you think? I'm getting uh, it's a it's a very sweet smoke. Uh, I'm getting some notes of chocolate and probably one of the oddest things. I use uh, cardboard to get my fire started at home, and the smell of cardboard that's burning is one of my favorite smells. I can remember growing up as a kid starting fires with cardboard because I'm a pyro, and so. The smell, uh, it, it smells a lot like burning cardboard with that sweet papery kind of burn, plus the taste of chocolate going on in there. That's what I got. Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to go into the next cigar, which is going to be the uh, new Fuente Casa. Casa what? Casa de Cuba. Casa de Cuba. You That's wrote right. the copy for I this. know, just I know. Just read it. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to be back in just a few seconds. You're listening to The Cigar Authority live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. We'll be right back. This is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie Heaven. There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran, Dominican El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo binder, and finished off with lush, oily, Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophaned in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back and it's 2283. Confucius. Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge 
is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago. But today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, man who go to bed with itchy bum, wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie, and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing, it's what some call the modern day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. Live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. This is the Cigar Authority. This is Jonathan signing books over there. I was just thinking as as we're, we bumped out uh, that one of the things that my wife and I have in common, as much as the the stuff in the book is about kind of like the drama side, I'm not sure, and I, and I am going to read the book she now. She can hear you. Be careful. I know. <laughs> I'm going to read Her, the book now because go ahead. Well, I just want to make sure because she, this, your wife you know, wrote it. Go ahead. Why? Yeah. But uh, her and I have always seen eye to eye musically. That has been one of the things that has definitely brought us together and during the tough times kind of kept us together is music. You've had some tough times? I'm going to get into it with her anyway. Yeah, but she's been tough times. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's a little nervous about what is going to be said, but this is about beating you up. That's it what is. It's, about it's exactly what it's going to end up being, <laughs> and why not? It's my so, turn. One shot, one kill. We're, uh, we're smoking the, the end of it right now because we're going to have to move on, but your feelings of it, nice cigar, right? Very nice cigar. As I said, one person made it. The blend is uh, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Uh, Honduras uh, Criollo and Seiko binder, and a uh, uh, Lajero filler, uh, Corojo Lajero filler. They say the strength is medium to full body. I'd say a straight medium. Yeah, straight medium. I wouldn't go any higher than that. Production is very, very small. 1,000 boxes of three different sizes, so a total of 3,000 boxes of 10 will only be produced. There is a... Is that per year or forever? Forever. There's a four and a half by 42 uh, that, that I'm smoking the little one right now. You have a a eight by 44 by 60. And... How do you have three dimensions? Because of uh, the way it's shaped. Oh, okay. The inside of it, that's not All the right. one you're smoking. You must be smoking the six and a half by 19 by 50 by 30 very very confusing but they range from eight to twelve dollars uh they'll be out next week so look in your uh favorite cigar store and find this uh remember there's only uh, a thousand boxes of 10 of each size i have mixed feelings about short run stuff because on one hand it's nice to be able to get a cigar that has unique tobaccos in it that you're going to pull unique flavors from and you don't let it go to waste on the other hand, as a customer, you get on the cigar and you love go, it. this is phenomenal, 
and I don't have $10,000 to buy them all, so I have them forever. So once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, and, and it's because of limited limited tobacco that right. they can possibly make for it. But, hey, this is what you're seeing all out, out there are short runs, and we're going to get into a short run later. I want to mention that um, this Tuesday that just passed, speaking of one shot, one kill, the Cuban embargo started November 7th, uh, February 12th. 1962, so it's so the 50th year. 50th anniversary. And uh, that's when uh, John F. Kennedy uh, told his press secretary, Pierre Salinger, to buy as many H. Upman Cuban cigars as he could possibly find. He found 1,200 locally in Washington, D.C., came back to his office, said, Mr. President, I have uh, the cigars you asked for. He said, how many do you get? And he said, 1,200 cigars. He says, okay. He opened his top drawer. He pulled out the piece of paper, signed it, and the Cuban embargo began and 50 years ago this week. Even wow. though that was a little bit of insider trading information with purchasing of the cigars, it's nice to know that the President of the United States was not willing to break the law. He wrote he the law first. to the last possible well, second. I don't know if you hear about these books that are out on him lately, the things that are out there. He broke a lot of laws. There's a lot of um, juicy stories. We're going to have a juicy story later on. Everybody has juicy stories once you've died, so I don't know yeah. that I sign up to all of them. Pretty but. juicy stories. But anyway, it's 50 years. I don't know that I sign up to all the stories in this either. It is a book of fiction, people. And then we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into some of that fiction. In the second hour, Mrs. Jonathan on the show. Um, okay, I'm going to put this down. Take the last puff of the one shot, one kill. You don't even see the little the, the little segue I took on to John F. Kennedy, one shot, one kill. And speaking of one shot, one kill, John F. Kennedy. But uh, yeah, you, I was thinking about what I was going to say. In you, case just you, were it. Up. you just ignored it. You just ignored that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't catch everything. Okay, here's. I'm a like second. Tom Brady. I can't throw the ball and wow. catch the ball this at is the same time. This is really special. This is the new Casa Cuba. The cigar will not come out probably until August. And here is a an advance to it right now. I hear about a blue band. There's no band on the cigar, but I hear it's going to have some blue band on it. It is not going to say a Toro Fuente anywhere on the cigar, but it's going to be a premium cigar and a regular production cigar. But the plans are the regular production to be only sold in brick-and-mortar retailers across the country. This will not be a mail-order cigar at all. Uh, anything you can buy online, this is helping the brick-and-mortar stores, which we're all about. What was very, very interesting is to hear both cigar companies that we interviewed uh, in depth about it. Uh, with CNC, they were so much more relaxed, and it was the first, the uh, the first company that we visited. So the the it didn't have the interview kind of feel to it. It was hanging out almost in their break room, so right. different kind of feel. But the other two companies, both being very large players in the industry, how they felt about deep discount mail order companies and how they felt about supporting brick-and-mortar stores. And I hope the consumers listening out there do the same. Um, you know, you have to support your local brick-and-mortar cigar store out there. You have to keep them in business. You buy, you go in there, and you're hanging out. By all means, buy a cigar when you're in there, and when you, before you leave, you buy some cigars before you go, and you support your local guy because there's going to be no place for you to smoke if that's the case. My wife is actually going through a case of this right now with her book. If you buy the book online... You save four or five dollars if you buy it at the store. It's fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine. So, what are you saving? Geez, four bucks. Just um, buy it where it is. I mean, exactly. how about the shipping? 
and what she does, she herself does not make any extra money on the book, whether it sells in the store or whatever. It's 90 cents a book or something ridiculous. But um, she. So you got to sell 1.1 million to make a million dollars. Right. Folks, Amazon.com or go into your local bookstore, find Searching for Julia Stone. Go into your local bookstore because that's the brick and mortar of the book world, for crying out loud. What if they don't carry it? Tell them to. You can, you can always special order it from any bookstore. They can get it. And uh, you, he, they'll his, just go on to Amazon. Mr. Jonathan <laughs> needs to sell 1.1 million of these. I do. One what point. I'd like to do is be able to retire from DJing and just do it, you know, on the side. Do it for fun. Right. Well, right. I do it for fun now, but I want to spend more time shoveling and have more time to do that, so buy my wife's book. All right, I'm tasting the cigar pre-lit, and I taste that, that taste that I love about certain cigars, which is that... Um, warm raisin. Warm raisin, yeah. Hmm. So it's, it's really nice. This is the Casa Cuba. Uh, it will be, as I say, at brick-and-mortar stores only. It will be the first cigar in a long, long time that does not have the Atoro Fuente name on it, yet it is uh, made and sold through Atoro Fuente. Um, this cigar, um, Casa Cuba, is an old, old brand that I particularly carried many years ago in the 80s. And it was sold through a company called Brick Hanauer in Massachusetts. I actually bought the last remaining Casa Cubas in 1996, everything they had left. Wow. And brought it in the store, and I remember the people from Fuente coming in the store, amazed that I even had this because it was, it was long gone at the time. And uh, I sold them for a lot of money. I mean, they were a big money cigar. And uh, we put it out there, and, and uh, the real Fuente fans or something that knew about it uh, bought it and put it aside. Uh, I don't know if there's any remaining out there anymore. Uh, I tried to have a uh, the brand exclusive to me, but it was during the boom. When, when the brand went away, I asked, you know, can can you make that cigar for us? Just And we'll sure. continue this thing on. And they thought about it for a while, maybe about three seconds, <laughs> and uh, decided, no, the cigar boom was going on, and they couldn't keep up with production of their own brands as it was. So they said, no, not not, not right now. Did you see a lot of slimming down during the boom of brands oh. going and saying, listen, production is so ridiculous. We have to put our rollers on the stuff that's hot, that's moving, because that's where the money is? No, because everything themselves? was moving. Everything was moving. That was the worst time to smoke cigars. If, if does anybody happen to be listening to the radio right now and say, ah, I used to smoke cigars in the 90s and I got away from it, uh, cigars were never so bad as they were in the mid-90s. Uh, the, the production was done so fast, they would just make the cigars, roll them, package them, ship them. No aging was going on. It was really awful. There were some key companies out there that decided they were not going to put the cigar out till it was ready. Fuente, Fuente being a major player in that. And, you know, we were always out of stock. And they would come in, and as soon as they came in, the people were waiting for them, and they were gone. And uh, there was lots of Fuente products that actually never got opened up. The boxes were never opened. Um, a Toro Fuente 858s, a Toro Fuente short stories, the Hemingway short stories. Those boxes were never even opened. People bought them by the whole box, and that was it. And um, when the boom ended, uh, production was able to keep up and uh, de with, with demand. So beer uh, cigars were great then, and they're still great now. When you get into uh, other brands that uh, 
we would just buy, all the cigar stores would just buy any cigar just to put on the shelf. The cigars were awful. And when you could, were able to get brands like Arturo Fuente again uh, in some sort of major amounts, you discontinued the other stuff because it was crappy, and uh, the brands disappeared. Right. You know, they went out of business. Some people uh, made it through. Some Most people didn't. I mean, there were so many what we called in those days Don Nobodies because there was <laughs> there was Don this, Don that, and uh, the brands were awful. And as soon as uh, we were able not to carry it, we didn't. But consumers bought the things. You know, you needed cigars to sell, and that was it. Um, and uh, I don't know uh, why um, Casa Cuba went away. Way is because Brick Hanau was shut down, um, and that was the end of Casa Cuba. We would have loved to have it, but finally they're releasing it again in 2012. We're expecting a release at the IPCPR trade show in Orlando, which will be in late July. Back then, if I'm not mistaken, Brick Hanauer and J.C. Newman were the two distributors for Arturo Fuente. Yep. And Brick Hanauer went away, and J.C. Newman took over the entire distribution for the family yes which when i first heard that story i thought how fortunate is it for the newmans that the fuentes to, decided to go with them and have them distribute until i went to and met them the newman factory and i met eric and his brother and i would say it's the exact opposite how fortunate is it for the fuentes that they are are lucky enough to have the newmans I mean, it worked what a out both hard, ways, but yeah. hard-working family, and I, and the, and a nothing, nothing taken away from the uh, the Fuentes at all. Also a hard-working family, but I just haven't had a, an opportunity myself to see them the way I did the Newmans. I mean, Eric yeah. took time out of his own day. Time. The CEO of the company took the day off to babysit us yeah. and walk us through the museum and telling us stories about. I mean, the, the, there was one story he told about. There was a little tiny scrap of paper with a little thing and it had a piece of paper with the whole thing written on it about what this little tiny piece of paper was and it's a cigar band the only one that they were able to save from a brand that someday they may relaunch and he tells the whole story about how it happened and someone's cousin started the thing and yeah yeah it was awesome he's, he's got it going on Dave quick question for you guys yes your trip from a uh, user here on Ustream they want to know what were you guys smoking in a recent Facebook tag photo of you guys he says uh it might have been Yarbor City. You were wearing hats with the same logo that was on a box. If that refreshes your memory at all. All right. Um, hats that were on a box. We were wearing hats, and we were smoking. Then we were at the Davidoff factory, and we were probably smoking one of the various uh, cigars they, that they gave us. They gave us cigars with, with numbers and letters on it to try to test. We were part them. of a testing group. Testing group, which was pretty cool to do. I don't know uh, what they got from us because it was kind of mixed feelings of it was, who yeah. liked what, um, which doesn't help a lot. If everybody ended up going to one direction, it's like, okay, sure. we got it, but we were kind of Everybody was all over the place. Up. So I don't, I don't know huh. what it was, but they, they couldn't have been nicer, too. It was... Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, teaching us and, and showing us part of uh, the, the back end that, that really nobody ends up seeing, that everybody did with us. There, uh, was one, there was one lady working a machine at the Newman factory that had been doing that same activity for 50 years. Yeah. 50 years. 
not for just Newman. I mean, she's been with Newman for like 35 years, but 50 years of wow. stretching tobacco leaves over a machine. Probably the same machine because now J.C. Newman owns them all. Hmm. Let me tell you, when, when you have uh, employees that hang on with your company for 50 years in a factory, it says a lot. In the United States, Eric Newman knows the name of every employee in his factory, from the guy who washes the floor and cleans the toilets to his head of marketing. He knows the first name and says hi to them every single time. How many employees are we talking about? 135, he said. Wow. And he knows them all. That's impressive. And he, he, he played it like, you know, uh, it's no big deal. You know, I know most of them. There wasn't one person he did not say hi to. By the first name. It, 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 it didn't awesome. matter how they were dressed, who they were. One guy had a mop in his hand. Hey, Steve. You yeah. know, like, okay. <laughs> cool. It is. You want to... Um, this blend we're smoking, I want to mention to you also that this is a blend that Carlos Fuente Sr. made. Unbeknownst to his son, Carlito, uh, Carlos Fuente Jr., who typically is the one that blends all the different cigars. Well, this one, the father made himself as a secret to his son and said, okay, this thing is done. Here it is. And it's Casa Cuba. So that's a little about it. Uh, how's it burning for you? Burning perfect. Burning good. Good, nice taste. I like it. It's uh, uh, some hints of cinnamon, and there's some aromatic qualities, a lot like, uh, I want to say perfumey, but it doesn't have the alcohol kind of feel like a perfume would have. This this is what I would expect on a uh, top-line um, Fuente product. It's a little medium plus, maybe. Yep. A little medium plus. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be uh, where they're going to price it or anything like that, but very, very nice cigar. What was your question? Where do you want to go? Um, well, we, we have about 10 minutes left, and we really should get to the FDA stuff because I have great okay. cut-up clips. I, unless you want to save go. it for another time. Nope, go. Um, but the, uh, the cigar industry needs a united front is yes, where we're going does. with this. Yes, it does. So w one question that I was able to ask all of our cigar manufacturers is what is it that they're doing to help on the back end as far as the legislation uh, that um, is helping to keep premium cigars separate from big tobacco. Yeah, and Eric Newman was right on top of it, as Jim Young was. They yes. were speaking the same, it was almost saying the same words, but who do you got here? Why don't we, why don't we go to the Eric Newman cut, uh, Aaron? We'll uh, do Eric Newman FDA and see what Eric Newman has to say. Okay, here is Eric Newman from J.C. Newman Fuente. This is our Republican National Convention room. And Republicans are going to be here every night for special parties. And so we can have an opportunity. We're going to run a factory night to give an opportunity to explain to these politicians what the cigar industry is all about. There's this, this bill we're trying to get FDA exemption off our premium cigars. And we define a premium cigar as a cigar made with a tobacco leaf wrapper that's over six pounds a thousand, doesn't have a filter. And it can be handmade cigars. We had a lot of discussion at IPCCBR how much that that uh, definition should be broadened to include cigars like here. The FDA is concerned about youth access to tobacco products. And they're going through a rulemaking process now to see if they should regulate cigars. And they're getting, tea leaves are getting pretty close. And if we had regulation, it would be devastating the industry. It would ban, ban mail order. It could ban self-service display. And so we're fighting tooth and nail to get our cigars excluded, premium cigars, 
we've had a lot of we've had some we have a lot of success so far, but it's an uphill battle. And we tell all these elected officials we understand the concern about youth access to tobacco, to cigarettes, to cigars. We don't want them smoking our cigars. But kids aren't smoking premium cigars. You, go to, you don't have the kids go to your store. Yeah, it's an adult establishment. Cigars are we're all adults, enjoyed by adults, marketed to adults. We don't advertise in things like Scarfish and Auto. It's an adult product. We are not part of the problem. The government, if we don't speak up, will roll us over when their one-size-fits-all remedy is solving problems. For a long time, there's only two factories here, us and Ava Tampa. As chip comes along, big cigar tax, and they're owned by Altivus, a company that's now owned by, actually, their English tobacco, English tobacco company. So they have a factory in Puerto Rico, so they just closed their factory here. Now, half of Tampa's are made in Puerto Rico. They aren't, they aren't half the same lines. They're half of Tampa's. But there's, that's what we have. Because of the big tax, 500 people lost their job. We hired about 12 of them. The government, I asked you, half of Tampa was an unintended consequence. We told them, you raise these taxes, it's going to cost people their jobs. Well, they didn't believe it or they didn't care, whatever. If we aren't careful, if we get regulated as an industry, premium scars will be an unintended consequence. We're, we're just a blimp on the radar screen. We've made a lot of noise. We have um, trying to get this bipartisan bill through Congress. We had it in the House. We had our, our Congresswoman, Kathy Castro, who's a dynamite young woman and a Democrat, which is pretty good because you expect Republicans to be all this, but get a Democrat to support it. And Bill Posey on the House side Republican. And then our Democrat Senator Bill Nelson, Republican Senator Marco Rubio, supporter of the Senate. And we've gotten almost, I think, 140 people co signed co sponsors, including Jesse Jackson, Charles Rangel, this guy named Steve Israel, very powerful Democrat. If it becomes a Republican bill, the Democrats won't support it. Comes a Democrat bill, Republicans won't support it, so we're trying to make this a bipartisan. This cigar, I would say, would be like right on the line, on the, the good side of the line, for being considered a premium cigar because it has a wrapper. Yes. Did you guys have difficulty with ultra premium cigar companies being able to lump this in with them versus them saying, well, no, you're really short filled and machine made, so you should be down on the you lower end? You so bet. you had to fight yourself within the industry. There was two conversations the industry, two conversations the, the industry had with retailers. One, whether we should be included, because it's we are not a handmade cigar. How are you going to find a premium cigar? So we, but by getting modifying the definition, it brought us under the tent. I mean, we have other, we have our diamond crown equestrian form, but it brought us to this factory. And if this factory was not covered, these people could be out of a job. And to tell you, politicians, if you pass this law, these people are going to come to work. And we have a dozen from out of Tampa that got that lost their job the last time Congress screwed with them through the SGEP. And everybody's got a hot button. Hot button today is jobs. So even this bill that I think Jeff titled was it's the uh, Job Preservation, Cigar Manufacturing Job Preservation Act. And jobs is a hot button. The other issue that was with the industry showing some industry during laundry was on mail order. One of the things that the FTA will do if it's passed is ban mail order. And you have two kind of retailers. Those are progressive, 
and those whose whole world is the four walls of their smoke shop. This is a progressive guy. He's also in the metalwork business. But there are a lot of people, retailers, who aren't as progressive, who think if mail order went away, it'd solve all their ills. And IPCPR today, I think they would not mind. A lot of retailers on the board would just assume get mail order get banned. They're that part. But you don't. You can't. That was a battle. You can't say FDA. Which which regulations do you want? Ban mail order, but not do this. You, get yeah, you don't want them in your living room at all. No, don't, don't ban anything. Right. All right, all right, we've always been for free access to We have enough problems in our industry. You can't smoke anywhere. Okay, that's uh, Eric Newman, and what he's trying to say there is join the CRA. Absolutely. And you do that by going to CRA.org. It's $35 a year to be a member, and you'll be helping the cause instead of hurting it. If you're not in it, you're not helping. So you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. We'll be back with Mrs. Jonathan in a few. Mr. Jonathan here from the Cigar Authority. Every Saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show, I head over to visit my friend Scott and Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336 and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moe's is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at 5 Kelly Road. The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336, and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a Mo. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Buying a good cigar will cost you a fortune. True! Well, not any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you to Dos Ombre. Dos Ombre cigars are long-filled premium cigars that are so affordable, they've been named the best buy in the cigar business. 
And it's a Dos Ombre cigar for everyone. Dos Ombre White is the mild Dominican. Dos Ombre Green is the fuller-bodied Nicaraguan. Dos Ombre Red is the medium-bodied Honduran. And the orange one is the ill-tempered Mexican. No, there is no Mexican. No Mexicans at all? No Mexican cigars. Have you seen the dark and delicious box-pressed? I have, and I love them. Have you seen the tins or the huge-selling new pencil cigars? I have, and I love them. Dos Ombre Cigars, the best buy in the business, period. Available at Two Guys Smoke Shop and Two Guys Smoke You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews, to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, cigar news and reviews, and smoke breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle. A bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band. No fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. Streaming online at 1510thezone.com. WWZN Boston. This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Gary. Go. The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about. Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. I gotta see some serious. Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Broadcasting live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. If you want to come on down, today's the day to do it because we're giving away books. We are giving away books for Valentine's Day. Mrs. Jonathan here live in studio, the second woman we've had on the show ever. And the hottest. And the hottest? I'm biased, but she's the hottest. Okay. Uh, We are here live in Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. It's near Valentine's Day, so... uh, Uh, Debbie Monk has come out with her own uh, book, her first book, Searching for Julia Stone. So uh, we're going to talk with her. But first, hello to the radio stations picking us up on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. All right. WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. 
1320 Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, and WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. Also broadcasting in cigar shops everywhere. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. And they play our show from last week twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 in the morning and 11 to 1 in the evening. And why just listen live when you can watch My Hot Wife be interviewed right here, <laughs> right now, on thecigarauthority.com and podcasting for your downloading convenience on demand at thecigarauthority.com and iTunes. Mrs. Jonathan, also known as author, ballroom dance teacher, and uh, the only one that has ever seen Mr. Jonathan on the show naked. That she it's has. probably Deb- Deborah Monk. Yeah. Hi, Debbie. <laughs> you mean you haven't seen him naked? I have not. I'm happy to say. I am happy to say. <laughs> so you have uh, wrote a book and finally got published? Yes. Searching for Julia Stone. And uh, tell us about this book. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, at the back of it, and I find it very, very interesting. <laughs> well, um, thank you. Yeah. It was a long process trying to get published. Well, uh, you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing this. Uh, you know what? I'd like you to read this, this paragraph right here, this back uh, paragraph. Okay. To everyone who knows her, Julia appears to live the picture-perfect life. She owns a successful dance studio, enjoys the love of a much younger and sexy man, and bursts with pride over a beautiful teenage daughter. All right. Hold on right there. Okay. I, I know you have a beautiful teenage daughter. I do. I know you're a dance teacher, uh, successful. Yes. And uh, you have a much younger husband. He's much younger than you. As, and, yes, and, he is. And sexy. It's but that's and... the problem. So sexy man. So we have a fiction. This book is fiction for sure. <laughs> Sexy man, unless I'm seeing something different through rose-covered glasses that you're yeah, wearing. Maybe Don't you got... think he's sexy? Not at all. <laughs> really? Not at all. Oh, I think he's sexy. All right, so apparently. I got it going on. She's seen me naked. That's not why he's sexy. Oh, great. So go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> but inside, Julia is falling apart. Hiding a terrible secret and fighting self-hatred, Julia faces a huge personal crisis. Can she overcome the demons from her past, forgive herself, and save the important relationships in her life? Or will her painful secret rip her world apart? Does the secret have anything to do with Mr. Jonathan? No. And actually, I did tell him she when did. I wrote the book, I said because I knew he probably wouldn't read it. I said, if some of your friend's wives read it, though, they're going to ask if the secret happened to us. And I wanted him to know it didn't. Of course, I can't tell you what the secret is, but when yeah, you get that's, there. That's the hook, as they say in the industry. This is, uh, and I didn't read through the whole thing, but I, I read uh, a, a few different things just flicking through it. And uh, you had you had some stuff marked on this particular one. If, I did. If you needed help with your no, copy. No, I moved it around. Did I you? I moved it around as I was going through. I don't know. Uh, it, you know, it mentions that he's a DJ, which he is. It does. So it, there's a lot of real stuff here. So as I pick it apart, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at, uh, you weren't a male dancer. Well, you're a male dancer. I'm a male dancer. You're not a male dancer. Well, maybe not that kind of dancer. Yeah. <laughs> not that I haven't thought about it. Uh, we would probably go hungry if that were the case. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely stuff of, of him that I that I read through here. So this is uh, a little autobiographical, kind of. I definitely used some. I, the circumstances, specific circumstances, are different. But I definitely tied into some of the things, some of the issues that we've had in the book. They have a huge fight over him leaving shoes all around the house, which of course Jonathan would never do. But he leaves plates everywhere. He's a plate. Dirty guy. plates. Dirty plates. Do you have a cassette player? I do own a cassette player. All right. It says you don't here. Yeah. Oh, right. it says so you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but there's there's a lot to it. Uh, but this is a story of, of a girl that's having problems fighting within herself. Right. And does she have the real the guts to f- really look at her life and decide what she wants? And is this you? Oh God, yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to read every single word of it because there's there's great stuff in here. But this is a chick book. It is, although the publisher who bought it was a man, and he, when he bought the book, he said reading this book gave him a, a better understanding of his wife. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually I'm three pages in because I started reading it, and um, it actually has given me a little bit of insight into you. Really? Yes. In the first three pages? First three pages. Well, Which part? I'll tell you, I, I don't want to get into it. The okay. beginning starts hot and heavy. Well, it does start with a sex scene. Yeah. Yeah. First five pages. Yeah. But she's barely awake. So does it count? Oh my God! I, I based my uh, sex life on that. Yeah. It's, it's best when they're uh, when they're kind of drowsy and that's the way it goes. Uh, unfortunately for Here, me. Here, drink this. Uh, sexy Mr. Jonathan, obviously fiction. Uh, nooks and crannies of sex. Uh, the next book. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. The next book's called Well-behaved Woman Coming Undone. Okay. I, I was a little intrigued with this, with the butter and grape jelly in bed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Have we done that? Uh, us? We'll add that to the list. Oh, <laughs> us. Nice. Nice. I'm more interested with the with the uh, food thing happening here, but, hey, I'm into that. So uh, my wife has only tried smoking one other time in her life, and I think since she's on the cigar and She doesn't even remember doing it. She Yeah, I had to re- refresh her memory. So... If you, uh, so you could have picked any cigar you wanted, yeah. And you pick Cartel, which is a under two dollar cigar. It's a well, it, it's inexpensive, but it's a phenomenal cigar. It's very light. It's got a little tiny sweetness on the tip. Here you go. Here, let me warm it up for you. Now she doesn't know what to do here. Right, I don't know what to do. I'll take care of you. And if you don't like it, don't do it. But it's uh, it's a guy thing. Well, I figure if you were willing to read my novel, the yeah. least I could do is try a cigar. And I don't know if I've read a novel ever, but this will be the Put first one. Mouth. There you go. And there's no pictures in it either, which is going to drive me crazy. It's a lot of uh, 250 pages. Please with... don't inhale it. It's not a joint. <laughs> she did. She inhaled it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so don't inhale. Please don't inhale. No, you, you, you'll get sick. Like a wine taster would taste wine. They put it in their mouth and they swish it around and, and spit it out. Is it lit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're good. There you go. She's barely lit. Yeah, I don't right. think I am. I was nervous because she started inhaling. Yeah, right. Don't inhale. You get it in your mouth and blow it out. And then the, the taste you get from a cigar is the aftertaste, what happens after. So I don't have to hold it in? No, no. Okay. <laughs> I think, she's, I think she's still inhaling. Doesn't inhale mean breathe it in? Yeah. And, I'm not doing and that. Put it, right, and good. put it a little further in your mouth. Can you write it? Yeah. And now you got to kind of suck it, suck, but not, not, not in swallowing it. Yeah. How come when I blow out, no smoke is coming out? Because you're not, I'm not sucking hard oh, enough. Oh, hard. Okay. You don't have to hold it and blow. There it is. <laughs> now, this taste. Oh yeah, interesting. And it's not even smoke. I thought it would be more smoky, more. Yeah, now you, you, you hear some of the wild things he talks about when he's smoking a cigar and says chocolate yeah. and this and this and this. And a lot of people don't pick it up, but 
it's not that there's chocolate in it, obviously. Uh, you know, I'm not smoking the same cigar, so I don't know. But the cigar, we're having a little cinnamony. Sure. But it's not cinnamon. But the, the sensation you have in your mouth as you're eating cinnamon, the little tingly that's happening reminds you of cinnamon, and that's what I taste. So as you do that again and you blow out, now... Any, yeah, trying to do smoke rings? <laughs> it's, her, it's her first one. She's going right for the circus. So, anything? Well, I do. It's sweet. Yeah? It's definitely not what I thought it would be. Okay. More pleasant? It's definitely more yeah? pleasant. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, you should hear her complaining when I'm downstairs in the studio, and I had a, an Antonius once, and that has a real thick, thick smoke that went right up through the floorboards, and she's up there banging on the floor going, knock it off, whatever you're doing, and just smoking a cigar. But it wasn't got... just one, though. No, that was one cigar. Really? That's the one that got me in trouble, so I don't smoke those in- indoors anymore. Huh. That's an outdoor cigar. That's an outdoor. Outdoor for sure. So to, to get this uh, for the people that are listening all over the world, they go to Amazon. Yes. Is, is the best way. But bookstores carry it also. It's only been out a week, so none of the stores actually have it yet. Oh. But they will be. Okay. And um, if they if they don't, Mr. Jonathan was saying to me, you call him Mr. Jonathan, by the way? Only in certain moments. <laughs> the, the throws of passion. Typically. Yeah. <laughs> when Mr. I'm awake. Jonathan, get out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says that um, you can just go into a bookstore and say, I want this book, and they can special order. And they can special order it, yes. And it will take no time at all, and they'll end up getting it. Boom. Just a few days. Yep. So you've written books before, but this is the first published. I wrote one book before this, okay. and I got 88 rejections. Oh, my goodness. I take rejection well. I guess, and you didn't quit. <laughs> I didn't you, quit, right. And you did it again, and here it is. Uh, so the second book gets published, and do you like it? Is this something that is going to continue? You have another book coming. Oh, yes. No, what, yes. Why don't you tell us the, the you know a brief synopsis of how the whole writing thing started for you? You were going to college for... Marketing and... Go oh, Mr. Jonathan will tell the story. Yeah, that's not interesting. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'll probably get it wrong. Yeah. Oh, when I was getting ready to go to college, yeah. I was planning to go to school for journalism. It was what I always wanted to be. And then a guidance counselor said, you won't make any money. And that one sentence changed my whole life because I then ended up getting a marketing degree and got out of school and then realized I didn't want to be in marketing and answered an ad for Dance Teacher Wanted, No Experience Necessary. And it was Arthur Murray in downtown Boston. Oh, my. And if I'd known it was ballroom, I never would have gone because that I was 22 years old and ballroom dancing was what my mother did. You were discoing. I was discoing. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was John Travolta. Uh, and I you know, found the dancing and decided, well, I love dancing. I'm going to do that while I'm young, and I'm going to write when I'm old. Okay. And you're considering yourself old now. Well, to be a professional dancer, yes. But you, you teach dancing. I do. Ballroom. Yes, ballroom oh. and Latin swing. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Does it all, baby. And how did you meet this clown? Uh, Tell him the real story. <laughs> the real story? Don't make anything up. Well, this is the truth. All right. A friend of mine called and said, I've got a guy so fantastic, you're the only woman who's fabulous enough for him. He couldn't make it. And you weren't talking. Came yeah, right. <laughs> One of his friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, so we ended up we ended up meeting in a club, and I was with a friend, and I was looking across, and this gentleman walked in with this beautiful chest and this energy radiating out. And Mr. Jonathan was right behind him. No, I said, I hope that's him. <laughs> <laughs> energy radiating. You're in love. 
because we don't see the same thing you see. I'm going to tell you the truth. Across a crowded room. It's <laughs> yeah. hard to believe. It's never happened before, but that's the truth. So it's across the crowded disco floor. And what, he was standing at the door, and then the next thing that happened is a girl came in and threw her arms around him. Now, he and I had been catching eyes across the room. I wasn't the only one. And I thought, that... Are we allowed to say bastard? You just said it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought, that bastard, he's been flirting with me across the room, and he's got this girl in his arms. And it was the friend who I hadn't seen who had oh. called me, and she had lost 25 pounds, so I didn't recognize her. So that was it. And then he came up and said, do you know how to West Coast swing? And I kind of winked a little. I said, a little. So we went on the and dance floor. And you were a floor. pro? Oh, White. I'm a pro. <laughs> That's awesome. with me. Yeah. And she has a certain way of teaching dance. And I had taken lessons from one of her top students years before that. So we start dancing and not without getting into the logistics of swing, but there's certain parts of it where the girl can say without saying anything, you know, I, want, I need a little more time at the end of the pattern, blah, blah, blah. She was doing that. I was picking up on it. and Which is really most men don't know how to do. They don't recognize the woman's urge and give her time. And he did that. So this first thing he said to me after we danced was, don't ever lie to me again. Because I uh, said I only know how to do it a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's some lies in this book. I don't think so. No? We're, I don't All think so. All right. It's no lies. It's a it's a it's a fiction book. So it's it's a story, and there's some facts peppered in. So you that didn't it keeps read it. Interesting. You didn't read it. I'm I three want pages in. I need a full book report next week. So do I. That's right. And this can, can see that the promotion of the book can continue when you come in next week with a book report. Book report. That. Thirty-four years old, and now I have to write a book report. Nice. All right, I'll do it. Yeah. I want to read that. Yeah. Let me correct it first, and then I'll pass okay, it on. Yeah, why, don't, why don't you check my spelling? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I can't spell. There's no doubt about it. So, uh, I don't know. This is the first time talking to an author before, but uh, I'm going to have to read it and, and see what it's all about. But if, if you come in the Two Guys Smoke Shop today here at uh, the Seabrook store, uh, you buy $50 or more with cigars, and we're going to give it to you for free. And it's going to continue during the week. And Debbie will sign it and write it out to whoever it is that you're going to give the book to. I have an autographed copy right here. That you do. Uh, and so you can give it as a Valentine's gift. And uh, you would have got the cigars anyways, and you don't have to pay anything for the Valentine's and gift. The, and the woman in your life should love it. Especially because girls me. like this type of... Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, but tell Jonathan that's not going to be enough. That's not enough. No, you can't give her her own book. Right. You could read it and write, the, and write a book report. That would be a good Valentine's present. Look at that. You better hurry. By Tuesday. So now we've, we've been together for eight years. We've never exchanged Valentine's gifts ever. And now I have to give you a Valentine's present. Nice. you, you got to beef it up. You know, you I don't, you don't have to take you it don't to the look, next level. I don't see that same guy she saw across the dance floor with the big pumped up chest or anything it's that been, resembles this at all. So you better deflated. St- it was eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to step it up somewhere. Well, look who I hang out with every single day. Yeah. So my figure has slipped a little. Uh, what can I do? I look different in those days myself. So you got to beef it up anyway. But um, what else? Um, can you advertise of if somebody wants to learn dancing from you or anything? Is there Do maybe? we have a date for the um, the next book signing event? Oh yeah. So we're going to be here today. Then tomorrow. Tomorrow will be in Nashua from noon, uh, 10 to noon. Okay. And then uh, in Salem from 10 to at least noon uh, on Monday. On Monday. And Valentine's Day is Tuesday. Valentine's so this Day is, it. is Tuesday. It's a party. So we have an idea for a, uh, another book 
signing event where we're going to do a sock hop. We've got a swing band that we're hiring, and it's going to be a whole thing. So uh, the information should end up on DebbieMonk.com. DebraMonk. DebraMonk.com. M-O-N-K. Um, I would like to write a book myself. You would? Yes. What would you write about? I have a few different things. You know, I want to do something about the cigar industry, but there's another book I have in mind, too, um, and I am not good at writing at all. Uh, I know exactly what I want to say, but you actually sat down on the computer, wrote every single word, and, and that's it. Is there an easier way? Is there another way? <laughs> well, you can hire a ghostwriter. And just tell the ghostwriter? Oh, yeah, and then they do all the work. You tell them what you want to say, and that's, then they... That's right up my alley, right there, ghostwriter. I'm sure I can find one for yeah. you when you're ready, yep. And then the process of doing this, so you end up saying, okay, when I look at this, okay, 250 pages thereabouts, on the computer of pages, how many pages do you have? Is it that many? It's pretty much the same. That's a lot of pages. It's a lot. Well, I probably wrote 700 pages. Really? And then they condense it. You, you, you pick parts as you're going through. You realize that doesn't fit. That's got to go. Yeah. What what length of a process from the, writing the first word and saying this is what I'm going to write about till today? This one took a year. That's it. Yeah. The last one took five years. Okay. This is going to take five years for me, I imagine, because a year seems very, very short to not only write the book, but then you bring it to a publisher. They have to approve it. They print it. She did not bring this to a publisher. I mean, there's a whole process, that did, unless you didn't do that with this book, but there was a whole process of you do a cover letter, and it goes out like a, like a news packet to the different publishers, and they read through the first... Sure, the, uh, sure. Oh, we got an autograph here. Someone. Christine with a C. Christine, Christine with, with a C. C. She's autographing the books here. You come down. You, she brought cookies and nice little lady set up over here with p nice pictures. And it. the other thing about my wife that attracts me to her is her desire to work hard. She doesn't do anything the easy way as far as trying to get out of work. She's a nose to the grindstone puts time aside every single day for writing. She's taken up stained glass and makes beautiful, beautiful oh, pieces. Oh, I wondered what that stained glass was all about. That stained glass, if you don't mind me speaking yeah. out of turn here, is the inspiration for the book cover. Oh. It's being raffled off for free. You know, you fill in your email address so that we can tell you if you won. And you made that stained glass. I did. Really? I designed it. So who, you end up showing that to some artist and they make this? The publisher did the cover, but as you can see, there, there are two images. And so the publisher sent it to me with just this girl. But I didn't think that really represented the book because it's a self-reflection book. So I thought adding the mirror would, you know, make it more appropriate. Is that you? Is that supposed to be? I don't know. Do you like her? Yeah. <laughs> okay, then it is me. <laughs> so the, the story behind the, the stained glass, the reason why that particular stained glass speaks to Deb is she used to have a mirror that was hanging up on the wall, and it was this beautiful etched mirror, professionally done. It was beautiful. That I'd had for for 20 years. That had years. moved to California, moved back with me. Moved. It's lived in Boston. It's lived in San Diego. It's lived so in London. The first thing that I did when we bought the house was my I manly hung, man. I hung the mirror. So I went to the hardware store and I talked to the guy and he said, don't use the cheap hanger and use the, the big beefy hanger. And so I got the hanger that was rated for four times what the weight was of the mirror and hung it up. And in the middle of the night, we hear, oh, no, crash, shattered. It's over. Oh, 
I felt terrible. I handled it completely wrong. That ended up being a fight of the week for four months. We hear some of those. Right, because guess what? Instead of just saying I'm sorry, the whole thing was how it wasn't his fault. Ah, yes. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know that guy. Uh, so you made one kind of like it. I did. I did. I, tri- I really I used that as inspiration for the glass piece. So you're a dancer. You're an artist. You're a you're a uh, publisher. A uh, author. And you, you tolerate Mr. Jonathan. And I'm um, my wife. Day, day in and day out. He doesn't really, he's not a, he's not high maintenance, though. I mean, although he oh, is. Contraire. T- <laughs> oh, contraire. Oh, <laughs> contraire. <laughs> he, he doesn't, he's not that demanding, which is a good oh, thing. Oh, my. We, we don't have to say he has to, he has, needs a mirror on his book because <laughs> yeah. he has two people. <laughs> he's he's not demanding and the big chest and I don't know, it's a different person. <laughs> we know two different people, I think. Well, I think love, so. has a ten, love has a way of doing that to you, I think. Well, I urge everybody to grab a copy of this searching for Julia Stone. It'll be uh, the first one I'm going to read, the first lady's novel, I'm going to read The Hottest Truth to Face is the One Inside. This could turn into a movie, maybe? I would love that. Yeah? Yeah. If there's any movie guys out there, think about it. Maybe we can talk to Daryl Silva. Yes. We got a guy. You got a guy? We got a guy. I, I need a, another guy. All right. We got a guy, maybe. Okay. Searching for Julia... Julia Stone, uh, you can find it at your local uh, bookstore. If they don't have it, tell them to please get a copy for you. Or if you have to, go to Amazon.com and pick up a copy of it. This is Deborah Monk's first, and uh, she gave you the date. You can come by uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop and get an autographed copy if you like. Thank you for coming. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank, for, you. thank you. Thank you for trying stay, a cigar stay with here. us. We're going to bump out to commercial. What okay. do we have coming up after the break? we got more stuff coming up when we come back, so stick around. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar. Authority Radio Network. Fleur de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Fleur de Lorraine marries rare, aged tobaccos in old-world craftsmanship. Fleur de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi. 
This is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can get guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. 
Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. We're back here live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, exit one off Route 95, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and we have a book signing going on with Deborah Monk, the publisher. That's Mrs. Jonathan, a.k.a. Mrs. Jonathan. And, uh, yeah, she's moving some books, signing some autographs. What a, it really, I couldn't be more proud of my wife right now because so many times we've offered people to come in and promote their products on the radio, and the answer is... No, and for whatever reason, I'll. The put real it reason off. is they're scared to go. And she was nervous, but yeah. she comes on because her passion is writing, and she wants to move the book. She wants to do a good job. She likes to work hard, and if it means she has to come on the radio and face her fear of talking on the microphone, that's what she does. You don't sell the next book to the publisher unless the first book sold. Right. So we got to sell this book. So folks, you want to do a, a solid? It's a fifteen-dollar book. It's not expensive right you'd be doing mr jonathan and mrs jonathan a solid if you end up uh, going online or going to your local bookstore searching for julia stone pick up a copy of it do them a solid and uh hopefully we get a, a new author the first author we had on the show and I, actually all all joking aside all of the money goes directly to her because we do our money separate everything that she does is hers everything i do is mine so you're really not even that what you're not even helping me you're helping her but what kind of marriage is that everything it, it all has to do with the stepdaughter and having that money stay separate. And Oh, we didn't get into the first husband and... Uh, the fact that we look almost identical. Really? He's tall, bald, handsome. He's a dancer. So he's handsome. To, not everything's the same. <laughs> she you guys hang I, out too, right, Jonathan? She said I was sexy. She loves you. What's don't, that? Don't you hang out with the ex? Yeah, I do. It's not uncommon for me to come home and he's sitting on my couch, drinking my orange juice, watching my TV. In my house by himself, just waiting for the kid to come home. Well, that's his daughter, so that is, that's yeah. nice. That's good. Uh, we s- smoked earlier One Shot, One Kill, the Room, o- room 101, Matt Booth, uh, Davidoff Cigar. Uh, that will be out next week, so look for that in your store. The cigar we're smoking now, which is the Casa Cuba, which is the Atoro Fuente Cigar, that will not be out until probably August. Uh, I like it very much. Me too. Very, very much. Taking nothing away from the first cigar, but this is right up my wheel alley right here. Very, very nice cigar. I hate to put it down. Dave, but w- quick question yep. about the cigar. Is this going to change it all in flavor and, and, and complexity? I mean... It's the first time I ever smoked it. Oh, you mean... Well, you uh, say it's going to be out in August, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining they're aging it, so you, you uh, although it doesn't taste young to me at all, at it all, tastes no. ready to go. Yeah, very well aged. Typically, when we smoke something right. new, it's, it's too yeah, fresh. Like ammonia. T- yeah, yeah. This is, this, is, this is ready, according to me, but they're the funniest thing. I've gone into their factory before, and the dates are on it, and it's been aging for three years. It's a week before I said, just ship it. It's in the way. Get rid of it, and we're waiting for it. And by the time it ships, it, the week will be gone, and I'll have it. And they go, if we do it a week early, 
It'll become two weeks early. It'll become three weeks early. Mm. And then next thing you know, the cigar isn't ready, and we're not going to get to that point. You know, they're very, very successful companies. They certainly don't need the money. They care about how the quality is of their product. That's that's the years of success that they've had. Fuente is celebrating this year 100 years. This is one of the the big things they have coming out this year, uh, along with lots of other special limited releases. This will not be a limited release. It'll be limited to brick-and-mortar cigar stores only, but it'll be out there. We have no pricing, no nothing except for the sample we just had, which home run. I love it. I think it's great. Cool. It's got a little bit of a walnut kind of flavor to it. Early on, it was cinnamony, so for me, it, it changed through the cigar. It went from that sweet, spicy cinnamon thing going on. Now it's got a little fatty to it, a uh, little tannic acid thing going on. Very, very good. All right, we're going on to cigar number three, and this is E.P. Carrillo's Short Run 2012. This, again, will not be out for quite a while, as far as I know. I'm going to pass that on to you. Thanks, Dave. Uh, the guys have been asking for cigars over here of what we're smoking, and I'm not able to give cigars because we got only, only a few samples. of each one. But I do have two over here. So if, if you would, pass these to one to one guy over there and uh, one to another guy who's ever closest so they can uh, join in on the fun if they would like to do that. In the meantime, Mr. Jonathan took his headphones off. I can now talk about him. No, I'm kidding. I'll talk about him right in front of his face. Well, the chat box is blowing up, Dave, by the way. <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> well, the, the, I think the quote of it is that, Mr. Jonathan, lucky, lucky man. Oh, yeah, you definitely uh... hit the lottery. Yeah, you did good. <laughs> You did good, and uh, well, she's blind, but uh, love is blind, man. Yeah, I guess so. The, the dating thing with her was the oddest thing. We went 12 weeks, no kissing, no kissing, no kissing. We uh, actually kissed. She can't hear me. We kissed and did it on the same day, 12 weeks into the relationship. Was that planned? The 12 weeks, or was that? No, it was. Uh, she was not a tough nut to crack in that sense. I don't, I don't know what exactly that means. <laughs> I, I was working it. Yeah? I was making dinner. I mean, she works. At the time, she was doing 14-hour shifts because she in had. And a single mom at the same time. Single mom. So when uh, her weekend is a little bit different than the average weekend. So she would have, uh, Sophie would be at her dad's on, say, uh, Wednesday night through Saturday morning. So Deb would pack. 24 hours of teaching into Thursday uh, Thursday night and Friday, Thursday all day and then Friday night, and then a little bit on Sunday and have a babysitter watch Sophie on Sunday. So in order for us to see each other, it had to be during her downtime, which there really wasn't any. So I would have to make food because she wasn't eating much. I would have to make food and bring it to her plated and warm in order for us to have you know a half an hour lunch break or whatever. I was working it. Working it. Well, you landed it. You worked it and you landed it, so good for you. Uh, no, I, I, I've i heard the, 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 the troubles uh, you shared with me as time went on, but it seems, uh, I don't know if it's just a show here, but you seem, guys seem to dig each other. We dig each other again. It's good. It's good. It's all good. So, as I said, one shot and one kill we smoked. We did the uh, Casa Cuba, and this one we're smoking right now is the E.P. Carrillo Short Run 2012. This is the New Wave Short Run 2012, which is the uh, New Wave is the Connecticut version of the E.P. Carrillo. 
and they have a short run, meaning exactly what it is, a, a short amount of cigars that come out, and they've done it the past two years. Um, oh, I'm seeing here this is um, scheduled to be released in mid-March. So we're just a month away from this one. Um, they, they're saying medium-bodied, uh, Ecuador, Connecticut. The binder is Ecuador Broadleaf, which is a Maduro. So this is interesting. And uh, the filler is Nicaraguan and Dominican. Um, this release will go to um, the top 100 cigar retailers across the country only. So uh, I'm going to get them. <laughs> I hope to be in that top 100. Um, and, um, oh, that's how it's going to be initially released to the top 100. And um, later on there will be a... Uh, E.P. Carrillo, a non-E.P. Carrillo line. So they're going to come out with, just like Fuente did, they're coming out with a whole different name of a whole new cigar coming out in June. Another uh, edition Limitado in September and October. The core line short run is due for October. So I have it here. There are, uh, yeah, that, that's about it. And we're looking at, on this particular cigar, anywhere from... $6.35 to $8.60, so uh, fair price, and we'll see how it is. Go ahead. You were ready to interrupt. Oh, I was going to say, I, you never saw so many guys like perk up during the interview with my wife when she started talking about feeling women's urges. It was like, bing, bing, bing. bing. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was paying, paying attention. Paying attention, paying attention. Uh, guys are just guys, right? What are you going to do? So this combines Maduro and natural together. So... Where they're not using the Maduro as a wrapper, they can use <coughs> they can use Maduro that isn't wrapper quality. But does that mean they still have to ferment it like a Maduro and get it yes. to be dark? They have to do something so that it's going to actually burn. The whole thing is you just can't mix everything together. So fermenting has to happen in order for the cigar to burn properly. And it's too early to tell if this is burning properly. But assuming it is, and Ernesto Carrillo knows how to do it, so it's going to sure. burn properly. So uh, a lot of these things have never been done because they couldn't be done because a broadleaf Maduro burns at a much different rate because it's so much thicker, a lot slower than than uh, Ecuadorian shade. So what did he do to make that happen? I don't no, know. I would, the, this is the magic. Wouldn't you think that really because the shade is on top of the Maduro that the thickness of the Maduro would matter a little bit less because that's the thing that's going to be burning through? Or would you say if it was poorly done that you'd see the wrapper burn past? No, the wrapper, because it's exposed to air, is going to burn faster anyway, right? And it's a lighter wrapper to begin with, a thinner wrapper to begin with, so it's going to burn even faster if it was the other way around. No, I don't know of anyone who ever used shade wrapper as a binder because it's too thin. You know, I, I may be wrong, but I don't know of, of anything. But then again, you'd never see anybody use um, the Maduro binder. First off, the cost of it. It, it, it's going to cost more to end up making it happen anyway, and it's a fair price anyway. Like the like the um, one shot, one kill, there will only be a 1,000 boxes of each cigar made. But um, the, the one shot, one killer boxes of 10 on the EP Carrillo short run 2012, there's going to be boxes of 24. So it's uh, more than double the amount of cigars, but still only 1,000 boxes. So they come in on the short runs, grab them when you can. That's what the story is. 
I'm not loving the idea of short runs no. because, again, I'm liking the cigar early on already, and when you can't get it, you can't get it, and I'm bummed out. But uh, this is where the collector comes in. You know, you, you, you're smart. You buy a couple boxes, one to smoke now, one to smoke a couple of years from now, yep. all of a sudden you pull it out of your, your humidor, here's a box of cigars, and the date's right on it, 2012. Oh, my God, I remember that. That was uh, all that and more. We'll wait till you try it now. That's hopefully what will end up happening to it. So they come in, both of those brands, double up on them. You know, uh, as far as the uh, uh, Casa Cuba, I understand that's going to be continuing. And I bet this makes Tony Blake's top uh, ten cigars in 2015. He tends to be a couple years back. Right, right. Tony Blake. Have we heard from him at all? <laughs> no. He shows up on the chat box periodically, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, what do we got going on here? Um, uh, let's look at the calendar of things that are coming up. Um, next week, we're going to be live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Um, we have um, the Pro Cigar Festival. is going to be in the Dominican Republic. Next week, Fe- February yeah. 19th. Uh, I am not going to be attending, but I have some friends that are, so we can get a uh, hopefully a call from them maybe, or uh, at least an update uh, from them of what's going on there. It's getting bigger and bigger every year, that Pro Cigar Festival. You get to see all the factories. It's a, it's a high-ticket item thing to go to. I've never actually gone to it. I'm always a day late, dollar short, or I'm there the week before as they're getting ready for it. Uh, uh, I got a friend in there that makes sure I get those special cigars to, uh, so I don't miss out. But I typically am not big into the big crowds. If there's, you know, yeah, I don't like big crowds either. There's, there's, Unless I'm DJing in front of it. Yeah, hundreds of people going to it. I stay away. If, if it's a little group of six of us going, I'm, I'm all about it. As long as we don't bring Slobber Guy with us. Uh, March Madness. This uh, is the this is the the event that I look forward to every year. I'm someone who likes to stock up. And I also like to save money. This is it. So it only happens once a year for us. Uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop puts on this March Madness sale, and you you saw who I was with yesterday. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was with my accountant, Andy Numbers Nelson. So, Chuck, I go upstairs into Dave's office to talk to him about some details, and I thought the book signing was going to be off because he was so irritated. I walk oh in, my God. his face is red. The accountant is is sitting there, in my seat, sitting in his desk, head down, won't look up. And it's just like afraid to even talk because Dave has apparently gone on a ramp just back and forth across the office. Almost no one's talking. I walk in all happy, and there's three sets of eyeballs staring at me like, can you get me out of here? <laughs> it's brutal. This is the accountant. This is the time each year he comes down and tells us. You do us. know that, that Andy Numbers Nelson, it's not his fault no, but he, that you, know, you have to he's pay. He's the it. messenger. He is the messenger. So you shoot him. <laughs> And he's 180 an hour. How long is this process of doing your taxes? Is it weeks? You is probably, it days? Is it? Oh, it's it's a long process anyway. But it it, it ended yesterday Good. for the company of his where we're at, and um, unlike uh, you know corporations have to pay not April 15th, it's March 15th. The corporate corporate ends up going through, and then April 15th it trickles down to personally which the month the people that are hearing these these um guys running for office and and uh saying how much they make and that they pay very little taxes they only pay 15 percent and all this baloney let me tell you how it really works yeah the corporation is paying 15 percent and then the corporation doesn't spend money it's not a person it's a it's an entity right you got to get the money out of the corporation into your personal account when you do you pay personal tax mm. 
maybe 40%, 38%. So 15% and 38%, you're paying more than 50%. We're not even partners anymore. This is right. brutal. So you take all the risk, all the gamble of everything, you work your butt off to try to make a buck, and they take more than 50% if you make the buck. If you have losses, where are they? Nowhere. That doesn't count. Yeah, you can't go to the government and say, uh, I took a loss this year. Give me, well, unless you're GM. Give me half of it back. Yeah, right. If you're, if you're GM, you can say Whatever that, it is. But it's brutal. It is, it's hardly worth it. And each year, I sit there, my, uh, my bookkeeper is my wife, and she was there all day with us going through the process, and I want to know, where is the money? Uh, oh, wow. Dan Lair, who used to be a, an employee here, just got married. Oh, my nice. God. Congratulations, Dan. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Dan. My goodness. He leaves us for a little while. And then he gets married. That's what happens. He gets away from the guys. There's nobody there to stop him, but I'm sure she's a lovely woman. <laughs> and congratulations to you. Uh, is that nice? Yeah. Oh, i got to tell Ed and all the guys over in the Nashua store, because that's where he... Uh, you know my wife didn't want to get married? I don't blame her. I wish I had known. But you did. I wanted to get married. Well, she had been married before. She already knew what it was about. Good. I didn't know what it was about. I wanted to try it. If I had it all to do it again... We would have been together, probably happier, not being married. Well, yeah, I'm anti-marriage. Well, as is she. Well, I lost my train of thought here because Dan's getting married. That's good. You were talking about taxes, so. Oh, yeah. yeah let's get it back good. on the rant. No, no. <laughs> let, let's not even go there because I, I like to keep. But listen, uh, people making money, they're, the pay, they're paying the taxes. Fifty percent of the people in the United States pay no tax at all. The people that pay the most tax are the people that make the most money and earn the most money and pay the highest percentage and the highest in dollars. It should be the other way around. If you work the hardest, you should pay Get the a break. least because you're out there doing something for the economy. You are stimulating it. Keep the money. I'm stimulating in the everybody else that works for me. I, the 16 people that work for me, those 16 people are paying taxes because I'm keeping the business going. And on top of that, you help out your friends. I mean, you didn't have to have my wife come in and buy all the books and yeah. do what you did. I and you try to be charitable. I try give to back do the right as much thing. as you possibly can. Jeez, but if you keep taking it away from me, I can't give it back. And you know, you, your point was correct yesterday. That you walked in and you thought the book signing is over because he just <laughs> took all the money again. <laughs> He being Andy Numbers Nelson, who did not take it. He just delivered the news. Obama took it. Oh, my God. It's awful. It's got to stop. We, we, we at least have to know what the deal is. Let me know what it is up front so I can prepare for it. But the, the rules change all the time. It gets worse. It doesn't get better. And this is why and Andy charges what he charges, because he's on top of it. Oh, my all God. All right. Let's move on to better things. Please. We are going to be... Uh, Oh, at the, the cigar bar in no, Worcester. Before you say that, the, that's why the March Madness sale is. Oh, you is. want to go back to that? Okay. I want to say yep. that because the reason why the March Madness sale happens is one year they had come to me and say, you owe $100,000 in taxes at the end. Now, mind you, I pay weekly taxes like everybody else does. I pay quarterly taxes like most businesses do and yearly taxes that are astronomical numbers. And, hey, I'm... You know, I guess I'm very fortunate that the business is going good and I have to pay those kind of numbers. But the year he came to me, and it was Andy Numbers Nelson, and said, you owe $100,000 in taxes, was the year we formed a corporation. And the corporation has to pay the tax. I have to pay $100,000. My salary was 50000 
and I personally had to pay $100,000. Well, do the math. You can't so, get 100 out of out of $50,000. I right? said, what so the heck happens to me? So he says, what you have to do is have a big sale, sell your product out at cost or at a loss, turn product into cash, and pay the tax. So we did. We call it the March Madness sale. We do it once a year. The madness has nothing to do with the sale. It's madness that you have to pay the taxes. Yeah, it's madness. <laughs> so it's the first Friday in March, which this year it's March 2nd. So come on down to Two Guys Smoke Drop and Salem Only, the Salem Only store. Buy your cigars at basically no profit to us. It's as much as 50% off. And it's getting rid of uh, brands that didn't sell. It's getting rid of certain sizes that uh not that don't sell well at all, but don't sell as good as certain sizes. Plus, making room for new stuff. Each of the regular line stuff is also on sale. Is that correct? Everything's on sale, at least 20% off, and it's just to create dollars to pay the tax man. Believe me, it's not profit. You'll see if you end up coming to it. The following day, which is um, oh, March third, March third, um, it's going to be the Cigar Authority. Um, March Madness sale is Friday, so Saturday the show is going to be at the Cigar Bar in Worcester, formerly Cigar Masters in Worcester. We're yep. going to do the show from there because the great bunch of guys that get together every single year do this hearth. And a hearth is a get-together of cigar people, for lack of a better better word. Uh, they, it's a gathering. It's a gathering. And it's the New England hearth, and it takes place March 3rd, Saturday, and the Cigar Authority will broadcast live from there uh, at Cigar Bar in Worcester. If you're interested in going to that, uh, please call them at the Cigar Bar in Worcester and see if you can get in. i I got a feeling it's sold out. It's like 150 people that go there. Uh, it's a charitable event that goes to... Um, Wednesday's Child or one yep. of those things, yeah. So Jack, uh, the newscaster, Williams. Jack, Jack Williams will be there. That's, be there. His, that's his thing. Yeah, let's learn about him so we can hopefully have him on and That'd be nice. talk to him and ask him what he thinks of uh, searching for Julia Stone and his book report <laughs> on it. Um, TAA in Mexico. On March 25th, I'm going to be leaving for Mexico for about four or five days to the TAA. That's the Tobacco Association of America. Um, it's, a, it's a group of 50 retailers that get together, and uh, we'll find out what's new and what's happening. And it's um, roundtable discussions with the manufacturers, and they'll, they'll all be there, and I'll get information on that. Now, here's something that doesn't ever happen. Dion Giolito from Elysion Cigars does not do events. No. And yet, somehow you were... And actually, I do know the story on this, if I can tell it. <laughs> Go ahead. He, Dion does not do events. You've asked him hundreds of times to please come and do an event in the store. And he says, no, I don't do events. And so you get him to donate an event into an auction. Into the IPCPR auction. It was a silent auction. So you went ahead and figured out what the number was, and you outbid everybody. Yeah. And you got him. And then you said, so I'll see you in the store. And he said, no, I don't do events. Ding dong, you're wrong. Yeah. I bought it. <laughs> I bought it. I got it. So we're going to have him up on um, March 30th. He'll be at the Nashua store in the morning, the Seabrook store at night, and then the following day, March 31st, we have him all day in Salem and on the Cigar Authority. we got Avo's 86th birthday party coming up April 11th. We have a father and son cigar dinner coming up the day before Father's Day, that's June 16th with Nick Perdomo. Uh, and two guys, 27th anniversary. You may want to mock your calendar for this. It's Thursday, September 27th. Uh, details to follow. Tickets go on sale in May. 
So uh, that's it for this week. Next week we will be broadcasting live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem with lots of new cigars and lots of things to talk about in Mr. Jonathan's book report on searching for Julia Stone. The hardest truth to face is the one inside Deborah Monk's book. My wife, Deborah Monk, a.k.a. Mrs. Jonathan. Mrs. Jonathan. <laughs> Chuck, anything to say? You like these cigars? I like these cigars. Yeah, they're awesome. I like them all. Yep. They were all good. So it was one shot, one kill. That gets an A. It becomes Casa de Cuba. That gets an A. And this one, I'm barely getting into it so far, liking it so far. This is the E.P. Carrillo Short Run 2012. Let's give it an A, too. All the cigars are outstanding. And uh, that's all I have to say. Anything to add? You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Bye, everybody.